Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. And I'm glad that you're uh, joining me right now. Maybe you're actually watching live. It's Wednesday at noon. Maybe you're watching on another uh, day. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Um, however it is you're tuning in right now, I'm just super thankful uh, for that. Um, just want to, as I always say, I love getting your emails I love getting the texts. Some some of you are a phone call, but just incredible questions, questions about you know the faith, the scriptures, our walk with the Lord. Questions about things that are going on in our culture today, which I want to do more of that. Uh, but you can imagine, I'm just getting lots and lots and lots of, of questions, and so I'm doing my best to boil them down and just coming and sharing them uh, with you. Make sure, if you can, to share this with others. If you don't have the podcast, all you got to go do is just go to the podcast, type in Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman, and subscribe, and then you can listen to this program anytime you want. And we're getting a pretty good library now. I don't know, there's almost 20 of them on there, and uh, they're all somewhere between, I don't know, about 20 minutes and 15 minutes long. Some of you want me to go longer, some, some of you don't. But um, anyway, I'm just super, super thankful you're, you're joining us. Um, before I get into my, my topic, last week I started a kind of a, a thought on, you know, if you're a brand new Christian, what are some of the things that I'd want you to know as a new follower of Christ? And these are certainly things that... You know, if you've walked with the Lord for decades like I, or, or, or like myself, they're, they're good to remember. But these are certainly things I would tell I'd want a new believer to really understand. But before I get into that, I want to just kind of tell you about a church that I'm, I've been working with. Um, they don't live in, or it's not in, the, the, the church is not in Stanislaus County. It's a number of miles away. And... They're really wrestling with whether they should open their doors or not and allow people into their building to worship on Sundays. And um, I have been talking with their senior pastor. I've been talking with some of their senior leaders in, in their church. Their form of government is elders, and I've been Zooming with their elders. And um, one of the things that I've just appreciated appreciated about them and other churches that I'm familiar with and kind of have relationships with are how every church is really, really praying and searching the scriptures and they, they, they want to honor the Lord. And um, this is a church that really wants to honor the Lord the men, the elders of that church are really praying and searching the scriptures and they really want to do what God would want them to, to do. And one of the things that you've noticed is, is that not all churches have done the same thing. Um, some churches never shut down. Their, their elders made a decision that those churches were, were going to stay open. Then you had churches like uh, ours that shut down for a while, and our elders kept praying and kept wrestling with it. And then there just came a moment when we decided to open. 
There were others who uh, they shut down and, you know, they're, 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 they're still shut down. And so you have churches that were shut down and then they opened and then they shut down again. And uh, one of the things you'll never hear from me is, is criticism. I would never criticize another church, another group of leaders who make a decision for that particular group of Christ followers. Uh, it's, it's not an easy thing what every church is going through. And I hip hip hooray and celebrate all of the, the churches that I'm working with and dealing with, and all of them are, are different. And uh, I know that there are churches out there that get online and their pastors are kind of famous and they'll tell you this is the way it has to be done. And if you're not doing it this way, then you're really not the church. And there are others that have just said some really, really crummy things. I'm not going to be that guy. I have watched the leaders of my church here at Big Valley Grace in Modesto, and they wrestled with this. And there hasn't always been, you know, total agreement, but they have wrestled with this and they we were shut down for a while, and now we're open, and we're seeing more and more people come back to church. We're having new visitors come to our church, but that doesn't mean it's right for every church. And the churches that I'm working with, or the church that I was working with just yesterday, they're really wrestling with it, and I appreciate their love for Jesus and their love for His Word and what they, what they believe is the, the best. And so I don't know what your particular church is doing. I, I know we have lots of people from all different kinds of churches, denominations, literally uh, all over the, our city, our county, our state, and literally the, the, the world in some cases. And uh, you continue to pray for your church. And don't look at this one or some other church and go, well, that's the way they're doing it. Why aren't we doing it this way? You honor the leaders of your church. You support the leaders of your church. You pray for the leaders of your church. Someday they will stand before God and give an account for how they led your church. You be a blessing to them, okay? So, anyway, last uh, last week I started a kind of a, a thought on as I said earlier, about new believers, if you're a new believer. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 uh, says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And so at the moment, what, what we're being told here in the Word of God is at the moment that you invited the Lord into your life, at the moment you surrendered yourself and, and, and gave your life over to Jesus Christ, at the moment you said, Jesus, I want you to be the CEO of my life. I, I'm, I, I'm giving up my will, and I just want your will to, to matter in my life. You became a follower of Jesus. You became a disciple of Jesus, however, whatever terms you want to use. At that moment, a number of things happened. And, and I, I want you to understand this. The first one is this. You're, you're a, a, a different person now. That the moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ, a lot of wonderful things happened that I'm not going to talk about today. But I do want you to know this, that you became a different person. Now, I know when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're brushing your teeth and you're combing your hair, you look like the same person. 
I, I, I realize that when you go to work, you're, you're hanging out with the same people. Things kind of look the same. And on the outward, you, you, you are the same. But make no mistake about it. You've become a new person at the moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, God, through the Holy Spirit, lives inside of you. You became the very place that God lives. The Bible says that you became the temple in which God lives. You actually take God with you through the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. Tell me that isn't new. All of a sudden, you have God with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You may not feel like it. You may not feel like he's with you, but he's with you because he lives inside of you now. You have the greatest power source known to mankind inside of you now. At the moment you gave your life to Christ, doesn't matter how you feel. And that is what makes you a different person regardless of what you feel like. And so I want you to know that, okay, you're different. You're different. And what happens is, is this is the, 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 the book, the Bible is the book that God uses to help you have a greater understanding of who you are now as this new person. And we'll, you know, the, the, this, this becomes the most important thing in, in a believer's life, really. This right here is the thing that guides us and leads us. It, it, this is the tool that God uses us to understand just how different we are. That all of a sudden, we're a, we're a child of, of, of God. We've become a son uh, or daughter of Christ. We're a disciple of Jesus. And, and so the scriptures become super important to us because that's where we learn, wow, we really, really are different. And so this is the first thing I want you to, to understand. Last week, I talked about this. I'm going to go to the second thing. You're a different person, and yes, God lives in, inside of you, but I want you to understand, new believer, you're going to make mistakes, okay? Just because you're a new person, just because the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you, just because your sins have been forgiven and you become a child of God or you're a son or a daughter of God, just, just because you now are the place where God indwells through his Holy Spirit doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes, you're, you're, you're going to make mistakes. You're, you're going to have thoughts that are just really crummy. They're evil. They're just really ugly. You're going to say things that are crummy. You're, you're, you're going to say things that are just evil and sinful. You're going to do things that are just really, really crummy. And I don't want you to be surprised by that. Yes, you're a new person. Yes, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. But you're still going to make mistakes. But I want you to know, Jesus is way bigger than, than your mistakes. He's way bigger than your failures. The, the scriptures are just filled with men and women who did some of the dumbest things, crummiest things, sinful things that you could imagine, and yet God still cared about them, right? I mean, from Adam, the very first person that God made, Adam in the garden, God gave him one command. God gave him one thing to do. Don't eat from that tree over there. And guess what Adam did? He had one thing. He didn't have the entire Bible. He didn't have all the commands. 
and precepts of God. He, he, had, he had one. Just don't eat from that one. And guess what he did? He ate from it. He made a mistake. He sinned against God. And that, that, that had a cataclysmic impact on all of us. King David, Israel's greatest king. Man, did that guy mess up and goof up, and yet the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. One of my favorite characters in the Bible was Samson. This was an incredible man that God used in great ways, but wow, he had a problem with women. And man, did he mess up. And yet God still used him. I could talk about Moses. I could talk about Paul. I could talk about Peter. I could talk about Mark. I could go through lots of people in the scriptures who made horrible mistakes. And guess what? You're going to make them too. Which brings me to the, the third one that I want you as a new believer to remember. And that is this. I want you to remember just how much God loves you. And I don't want you to ever forget how much God loves you. And that's especially important to know when you make a mistake. Because you can feel like, man, I just thought some crummy things. I just said some crummy things. I just did some crummy things. And, and may, maybe, maybe God doesn't love me anymore. Maybe God doesn't, doesn't care about me anymore. I just want you to know, that, that's, that's just wrong. God loves you more than I could ever explain to you. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 5, that God demonstrated his love for you. He demonstrated his love for me and that while you were yet a sinner, while I was yet a sinner, Christ came and died for us. We weren't good people. We weren't holy people. There was nothing in and of ourselves worthy of anything, and yet God sent his son here to die for you and to die for me. And I want you to remember that. I don't want you to ever grow weary of, of, of thinking about that truth, that you are loved by God. Yes, God wants you to love him, and we need to, to love the Lord. He's worthy of that but I want you to remember just how much God loves you, okay? Now, I also want to share with you this, okay? This new person that you became, you became a follower of Jesus, you became a disciple of Jesus, you become a, a son of God, a child of God. I just want you to know, it, it's not easy. Following Jesus is not an easy thing to do. It's a glorious thing to do. It's a worthy thing to do. It's the greatest thing you could do with your life. But I want you to know, it's not going to be easy. Don't think that because somehow God has come into your life and cleansed you of your sins, and you know that when you take your last breath, you get to go to heaven. Don't think that because God loves you so much that he's going to make it easy down here. It is not easy, this side of heaven, down here on planet Earth, to be a follower of Jesus. It's not easy to be somebody who takes the scriptures seriously and lives out the word of God in their life, their family, their business, or whatever it might be. It is not an easy thing to be a follower of Jesus. And I just want to make sure you as a new believer understand that. 
And it's not that we go out and we live in a crummy way where, you know, people, we deserve to, you know, have a hard go down here on planet Earth. It's not that. It's just that we are, when you choose to live according to the scriptures, wow, the world doesn't like it. You may have family members who don't like it. You may have people you work with who don't like it. The culture around you does not like the teachings of this book. And yet here we are as his followers trying to live this out as best we can. And I just want you to know it won't be easy, okay? Which brings me to the last one I'm going to share with you today, okay? Because it ain't going to be easy, every one of you needs to commit to a church. Every one of you needs to have a church that you're committed to or you're a member of. You and every, you know, a lot of churches that, you know, have different ways you become a part of the church. At ours, there's a there's a class that we want you to go to, and 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 there's a couple of steps we want you to take. Every church has a different way that you become a part of that church, you become a member of that church, and you because this isn't going to be easy. This is, this is a, one of the great motivators for this. You need to be a part of a family of believers where once a week, for most churches, it's Sunday mornings at a church like ours. We have a gathering on Saturday night and Sunday morning. Um, we, actually, we actually have an online gathering. You need to have a time when you gather together with other people, other Christians, disciples of the Lord, and it's just a time where you fellowship with them, you, you worship God with them, you hear from a, a trained pastor, teacher who's going to help you understand the Word maybe a little bit more. It's a place where maybe you can serve others and help others. You need that in your life. You need to commit to a church. You need to become a member of a church, primarily because of this. You need, you need this because it ain't going to be easy living out your faith. It won't be easy. And, and so as this new creation, man, it is super important that you put yourself under the authority of uh, a church family. And so I'm going to stop right there. And I don't know what we'll do next week. I may continue along these lines. I got a lot of, a lot of emails from you, a lot of texts. Some of you are just digging this. Um, some of you wanted me to do a whole list of things and put it on my Facebook page. Here's the deal with Rick Countryman and just have a whole list of them. And maybe I'll do that. I don't know. But I am glad you're listening. I'm glad you're watching. Um, and it's important that you let others know about this program. I think there's a whole lot of people out there that could really benefit from this. And keep the questions coming. All right? Tell your friends. Like this broadcast and all that. And I will look forward to being with you uh, next Wednesday on Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. Blessings, everybody.